0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. You know, everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe.
2: On today's episode of the Podcasts, Podcast, we have a very special guest. We have NFL Draft Prospect from Duquesne University. Cornerback lead Harrison Ducros, all on episode 90 on the Pride Podcast.
1: On guys, welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 90. Wow, it's a huge number. Episode 90. And for today's episode, it's gonna be sponsored by Bet Online AG. And we are joined by a very special guest. We got Pierre and Malcolm as always. Those are not the Ooh. special guests, but we're uh joined by a very special guest. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself and say where you're from and all that?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm Reed Harrison ducro I'm a 2020 defensive back out of Duquesne University. I'm from Texas.
1: All right. So yeah, he is a draft prospect for the or the upcoming draft that is in late April that we've been talking about a lot in our podcast, and we got one of the prospects here. So, Reed Harrison, um, tell us something that people don't know about you. You know, we are as Lions fans, you know, don't know much about you. What is you know, what's something about you that's unique?
3: Uh, well, since all this quarantine stuff's going on and you can't really go anywhere, yeah, um, I learned how to juggle. So, <laughs> to, up. to try to pass some time. Cause after working out in the morning and stuff, it's really like you can't really go anywhere. So I just decided to learn how to juggle.
1: Okay. Well that wow. kinda answers our next question. We were gonna say, Do you have any hidden talents?
2: I guess <laughs> 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 I guess I'll add it to it. Okay. So juggling, so, huh? So like how how is it like as far as like training and stuff with all this going on right now, man? Like I know it's different. So like are you doing the same schedule as you normally would, or, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to um I'm trying to keep the same schedule. Um,
3: my gym was open for a little bit longer, and then everything started shutting down. They started shutting down like the restaurants and the gyms and stuff. Um, but I try to keep the same schedule, like training in the mornings and stuff. Um, in my county, they didn't ban um, like training fields, like football fields and stuff. So mm-hmm. I can slip up to the field and do that, and then I have a um I have a weight bench that I just got that I can train and do like upper body stuff at home, as well as like a sled and stuff. So I just kind of make things work um, with what I have to continue to stay at that athletic peak.
1: So where exactly are you residing right now, training-wise? Like what you know, what city, state? Uh, Grapevine, Texas. It's like okay. in the DFW area. Okay. okay. So you're in a hot area right now, so you don't have to worry about weather too much. Yeah, okay. no, it was like it was like 80s today. It was nice. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah their weather similar to ours.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm down here in South Florida. Um, so um, you went to Boise State coming out of high school. Um, what other teams showed interest in you?
3: Yeah, so Boise was obviously the the biggest football offer, but I had Utah State, I had Hawaii, um, Texas State. ULA, Louisiana, Monroe, and then as well as Ivy League schools. Um, So Cornell, Yale, um, schools like that. Sweet. So what made Detroit choose choose Boise State out of all those schools? Um, Well, for the first, uh, it was the best football offer, and I kind of wanted to live out the football dream. Um, Boise's one of a kind in their football culture with – because Idaho doesn't have any professional teams, so Boise State football is – the thing to do and the thing to be at. So every game, no matter who you play, uh, the stadium's always packed. Um, there's a huge tailgate. It's like on like movies, like you'll walk, you'll walk through like the, I don't even know what you call it to the stadium. There, like, the fans will line up and you walk through them, give them high fives and stuff. It's just, it's an unreal, um,
1: environment to be in. Okay. Sweet. That's what's up. So, uh, what made you want to transfer out of Boise? Yeah. Um, so when I got
3: there, the defensive coordinator and the corner coach actually left right after I signed. Um, and so they promoted a defensive coordinator from staff, the linebacker's coach, who's actually Andy Avalos, the defensive coordinator at Oregon. Okay. Uh, he kind of wanted bigger bodies. Well, he did want bigger bodies at the corner position. So actually going into my sophomore year, um they brought in a jun- junior college kid, six foot, four uh, 4'4", just like a big body-built kid, but he just wasn't really intelligent. Yeah, okay. Um, sure. And so – but anyway, they were going to still start him, but he had got in trouble. He had some team violations. Um, so I got moved into the starting role. And I did really well the first four games against Troy, Washington State, um, New Mexico, and then Virginia. And so midway through the Virginia game, I – got like a mild concussion, um, and the trainers held me out the rest of the game. And then after that, after that game, I didn't play at all, like any defensive snaps. Um, So I kind of looked at the writing on the wall because I did well in those games. I was the highest rated player as a PFF through those first four games. Um, It doesn't make sense to start and do well and not to then to go for not playing at all. Um, So I saw that they were making a business decision on me, and so I decided to make one as well. And so I decided to transfer.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So Um, when you entered the transfer portal, was there any other teams interested in you besides uh, Duquesne? Yes. One of the um, factors that made me go ahead and transfer is because
3: Baylor was very heavily on me um, in regards to getting me there. So when I ended up actually going into the portal, they kind of backed out. And then University of Texas came in um, and was on me heavy about getting there, but they'd pay the year after, the, year spring, the spring after, so I'd have to pay for a year of college. Um, and then they put me on scholarship, uh, as well as Western Illinois and University of Oklahoma offered me a preferred walk-on. Um, but I chose Duquesne because I didn't want my parents paying for any of my college. That was one of my main goals coming out of high school. Right. Uh, I kind of want to be off their payroll in the sense yeah. as I could be. Um, so I just chose Duquesne. Awesome. Smart. Smart man. Smart. Smart.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. On tape, you play physical. You're five ten, but you don't play like it. Who do you model your game after? There's a lot,
3: but I'd say most. The person I do the most is Chris Harris Jr. Um, because he's a consistent all pro year in a year out. um i think he was undrafted as well um my height and my basically my weight around my weight range um so just kind of seeing him and how he does stuff because he's played the slot as well as outside and um if he's doing things if he's dominating in the league kind of trying to see like what he does so i can try to emulate it so that i could do the same thing hopefully
1: yeah would you you remember you remind me a little of a former line out of Texas, 2 Quandre Diggs. You know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you consider yourself more of a slot corner or of an
3: outside corner? Um, I think I can play both. A lot of projections have me in the slot. Um, but I think the main difference between those two is just it's a different
2: approach to the slot and outside. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Playing nickels, it's a, to me, oh, I play. I played in high school. I played corner in high school. Playing, playing nickels is a little bit tougher. I rather play the outside. Yeah, I mean,
3: I don't think it's necessarily tougher. It's just a lot of things are faster, and you have to read a lot quicker, and you're like yeah. a lot more of the, the action. So,
2: yeah, I mean, when when I played, I mean, because I used to use the, um, you know, I used to use the out of bounds as like my best friend. Yeah. So that that's why it was, it was a little bit better, but you know, there's a lot of space in the in in the nickel. So. Yeah, no, you got to be on your P's and Q's in the slot. <laughs> he, he right. Do. I don't play football, so I have no input in this conversation. <laughs> <right here. laughs> I just I study football. <laughs> um, So let me ask you a question, man. Who's the toughest wide receiver you ever faced in college? I'd say it was either Cedric Wilson,
3: who got drafted by the Cowboys, and he's still on the team. Um, six, I think he's 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and he's just lanky, and he's, his range is ridiculous. His catch radius is insane. Um, So going against him every day in practice was definitely – a benefit to me as well as when I got to Duquesne, uh, Nahari Crawford, he wasn't as tall, 5'10, um, but he's easily 4'3s consistently. Um, so going against him, kind of the quicker guys, um, it makes it easier because not everybody's as quick as him. It makes it easier on game day um, knowing you could win against the best. That's true.
2: With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you're wrong. Our exclusive partners still have hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day all online including their $75,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol stock prices and even the weather. Visit the website and join today and receive a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. online, your online wagers experts.
1: So, Reid, you know, what's, like, here's This question. What's your why? Like, what motivates you to be, like, an NFL player? Why do you want to do this? Well,
3: one, I just love the game. I've always loved it since I was little. And then, two, for my family. Um, like I said, I didn't want to go to UT or OU because I didn't want my parents to pay for college. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the same thing as wanting to go to the NFL. I want to give them the life that I believe they deserve because they didn't come from – the backgrounds that they gave me—they came from. Now my dad's from New Orleans, my mom's from Houston, um, and they kind of—they've been working hard to get to where they've, where they put me at and gave me the life that I gave them or that they gave me. So I want to give them even more than they gave me, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious. So what is your what did you study in college? Like what was your your uh, degree? Mm-hmm. So I was
3: a general business major at Boise State. But when I transferred, I would have lost, I think it was 14 credits if I wanted to continue to do general business as my major.
1: So I switched over to communications and then got my minor in business. Oh, sweet. sweet. I'm, I'm a communic- communications major right now. Well, I'm, I'm not graduated, but yeah, that's what I'm studying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what's, the best you've re- what's the best advice you've received and who was it from?
3: I'd say my dad, to be honest, because ever since, ever since I was little, like when I first started football... I'd have, like, a good game or something, um, score, like, two or three touchdowns, and then he'd always say, oh, yeah, he hasn't done anything yet when he, like, talks to my family about it. And I always used to be, like, confused why he'd say that. But, like, as I got older, it kind of gave me the mindset, like, that's true. Like, even though you've had a good game, you shouldn't dwell on it or get comfortable because that's when somebody else takes your spot or somebody else um, replaces you in the starting lineup and stuff. So... I've always kind of kept that mindset like, yeah, I've done well, but I haven't done anything yet because you constantly have to prove yourself, especially in the NFL. Right. Did,
1: did your dad ever play ball, football, any other sport?
3: Yeah, he played in high school. Uh, he had an offer to Missouri out of, college, or out of high school, but he wound up staying in New Orleans because he just thought it was far and it was cold.
2: So, <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Um, What do you say to people who say that, You do play against the best competition um, in college. I mean, I tell them, look at the tape. Uh, Boise State, I played
3: Washington State um, when they were nationally ranked, when they were playing well and beating Pac-12 teams. Uh, We played them at night on ESPN uh, in their home stadium, and I performed very well. As well as Troy, they had um, the most hype around them. Uh, They had the most seniors coming back on offense, I think mean either offense and defense, um, and I shut them down as well. So mm. I really – and that, that Washington State team had Luke Falk and Mike Leach, um, and they're both doing really well. So yeah. I just saw honestly just look at the tape because I proved it when I was a sophomore.
2: Reed, so hey, can, can you do me a favor, man? Can you just say I shut them down like one more time for me? Yeah, yeah I shut them down. <laughs> there, you go. there it is. <laughs>
1: So Reed, obviously with COVID-19 going on right now and workouts all being canceled, visits being canceled, how are you communicating with other NFL teams and stuff like that? Yeah, well, um,
3: I know earlier you all talked about my dad reaching out to you all. Um, It's him and then as well as my agent that are helping me get as much, really as much reach um, and as much connection as possible with this quarantine going around. So I did my mock pro day. Two days ago, um, and we're sending that out to um, all the teams, tagging, kind of tagging them on Twitter, and then she's emailing them as well as um, using all her contacts possible to get in touch with them.
1: Yeah. So for the people listening, you guys actually want to check out Reed's tape and highlights. We're actually going to be posting on our Instagram pages. You know, you can check mine at Lions Nation. You can check that out, Malcolm Pierre. Assuming you guys will probably do the same thing as well. So if you guys do want to check them out. And you know it's some good tape, so you guys could obviously check that out on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. So,
2: do you, um, uh, Reed, do you mind going over your numbers real quick from your pro day? Or yeah, like what yeah. was your forty? You Let the fan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you don't have to brag about it, but you can, you can just say it, man. I mean, I saw I saw the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My um my forty was a four three nine. Woo. Uh,
3: twenty yard shuttle was a three eight five, mm, and then okay, L okay. drill was a six four two. Pretty good,
0: man. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> So uh which teams have shown the most interest in you in the draft process? Could you tell us or
3: Yeah. Um so I did the college good showcase right after early January. So kinda like the start the post bowl, kinda like uh how I don't know what you call it, but the post bowl start off the chain of the post bowls. Um so I talked to the Buccaneers and I talked to the Giants. Um, as well as I did a computer program thing for the Cowboys, the Saints, and I think it was the Giants as well, but I'm not sure. And then the Jaguars, uh, have reached out twice to my agent. Um, so, so say what you're saying?
1: Oh, say like, who are, like, who are you exactly talking to in those systems? Is it like a scout coaches, position coaches, like what exactly is it who you're talking to in that situation? Like in the computer systems or what? Yeah, or your meetings before the whole situation happened. Yeah, so the
3: the computer systems are basically just kind of testing your quick reactive skills as well as I think it's memory skills. Mm -hmm. Those specific teams kind of – the Cowboys invited me to do it, um, but those specific teams kind of look at that. Not a lot of teams look at it. I guess it's like each team has like their own preference of what they want to evaluate their players off of. Um, and then the Jaguars, I'd say they're the top people right now, um that have kind of shown the most interest. Uh
1: we Reed, we appreciate it for you coming on. Uh, best of yeah, luck man. in the draft process and we'll be rooting for you, man. Yeah, man. It. No
2: matter no matter where you go, bro, we always gonna cheer we always, we always gonna cheer for you, bro. Yeah, you are our first draft prospect ever. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Thank yeah. you yeah, We are ready was well, that you cut off a little bit i was saying, making history already oh exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, <yes>, yes, yes. <laughs> making history exactly well all right guys that is a wrap it's episode 90 of the pride podcast i hope you guys all enjoyed reed harrison do i hope i that right <laughs> i hope you guys all you did. Enjoy- you killed it. <laughs> hope you story. guys all enjoyed hearing a little bit of a side of a you know not a huge name prospect that not too many people know about so you know get his name out there a little bit and reed i wish you the best of luck man thank you thank you for having me on Hey, thanks yep. reed have a, thanks going, going yep. have a good one bro